0: Welcome to Positively Addicted. Today's podcast is entitled He Prayed That He Might Die. Many times in our lives when we look at our situation or when we look at people around us or the way they are treating us or the way that things are going always seemingly into a negative direction we get very disappointed and depressed. We lose all hope and then we kind of think to ourselves or even say that, oh, I just wish I just die. I just wish that God just takes me. I can't do this anymore. This is too much for me. I'm the only one going through all these problems or these situations. Even when, even when moments where you feel down or you feel like you feel forsaken or you feel like nobody is interested or cares for you or appreciates you, or when you feel rejected, ostracized, persecuted, criticized, could be any different situation. Or you pray that you don't have enough for the next day in terms of provisions or in terms of um, money or in terms of conveniences. Whatever it is, one thing we need to understand is that we are all very human in our thinking, very human in our outlook. All of us should understand a very significant, vital, important piece of information about God. God is amazing. And once we see his hand in every area of our lives, that is when we start appreciating the fact that his mercy endures forever. That is when we see or our eyes are open to how good he is. If we keep on looking at our situation around us or if we keep on thinking that we are alone or there is nobody for us, we ourselves are bringing on a feeling of bitterness against God, bitterness against people around. Now, interestingly, in the Old Testament, we have Prophet Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we see that he does this huge challenge against the idol worshippers of Baal. And he is so strong and so powerful that he challenges these idol worshippers to a, like a climax on Mount Carmel. You can read about it. In that whole chapter, we are amazed at the, the strength or the confidence that Elijah has in God. So much so that he literally calls down fire from heaven onto his sacrifice which even has water in it. Then we find at the end of the chapter that he executes 400 prophets of Baal. That is how strong and powerful Elijah is. Now, why am I talking so much about Elijah? If you look at 1 Kings chapter 19, that is just the next chapter after this amazing feat that Elijah does. Just the next chapter, that means just a few verses later. We find that king Ahab at that time tells Jezebel queen his queen about what Elijah did on Mount Carmel. So in 1 kings chapter 19 verse 2 Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah saying, "So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time." This is Jezebel threatening Elijah just after his great feat on Mount Carmel of killing all her prophets, her idol worshipping prophets. And Jezebel threatens him and says that, you know what, by tomorrow you're dead. You're finished. That's the end of your story. Now you would think that Elijah, who was so powerful just a few verses before, would be strong enough to challenge her as well. No. In verse 3 it says, when he saw that He arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Many times in our lives when we are challenged or when people threaten or when the situation looks threatening, we like to run for our lives, right? Normal, human, human behavior. But then Elijah goes even further. In verse 4, he says, I'm just going to read that verse, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's, Unquote. So Elijah is sitting under a broom, broom tree. I'm assuming he's pouting and then He prayed that he might die. He prayed that he might die. The same prophet who called down fire from heaven and challenged the idol worshippers of Baal is praying that he might die. When I said the title of the podcast, I'm pretty sure that all of you thought he prayed that he might die belonged to somebody who was weak or somebody who... Um, you know um, thought that he was alone or lonely or somebody who had no power to do anything no this 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 particular sentence he prayed that he might die comes from elijah the great prophet of god and he actually tells god it is enough it is enough like sometimes when we have difficult situations we say oh it is enough no more i can't take anything else In all directions, I'm being challenged. I can't do this. I just can't do this. That's a very popular sentence that I'm hearing. I just cannot do this. And then he advises the Lord and says, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. You might as well just take me. I'm not, you know, anything better than my father's. I might have done all these miracles and these great things, but still, I am no better than my father's. Then in verse 5, it says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. You know, God is such a merciful God that even in the Old Testament, when you read, there are so many instances of God being so kind and merciful. He might have been a God of anger too in the Old Testament, but there are so many instances where Our eyes are open to his mercy and his compassion. And then God, in verse 6, it says, then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again, like for him, it seems so normal to see a cake baked on coals, a jar of water next to him. He ate, drank, lay down again. And then in verse 7, it says the angel of the Lord came back the second time touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. Imagine that. This is very similar to Jesus feeding the multitudes and feeding the disciples after he rose up from the dead. God cares about my tummy. God cares about your tummy. There's so many instances where, you know, thou preparest a table before me thou preparest a table before me. God is a God of provision. He provides. So Elijah, he's pouting, and then uh, I'm going down the verses, and then if you look at verse 9, it says, and there he went into a cave. Sometimes we go into the caves of our heart, right? We like to go into darkness, or we like to go into our own space, He spent the night in that place and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? God, almighty God is asking Elijah, who just prayed that he wanted to die and asking him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Which means that you're not supposed to be here in this cave. What are you doing here? And then Elijah goes into this big sentence which he says I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant tore down your our altars and killed your prophets with the sword I alone am left and they seek to take my life of course Paul talks about it in Romans 11 verse 3 two. then when you come back to this God says go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord And then we go down and suddenly again in verse 13, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Then he repeats the same sentence, how he's all alone and people are trying to kill him and, you know, people have torn down God's altars and everything that is chaos around him, he talks about it to God. Sounds familiar, right? Well, it does. Many times when we feel there's chaos and there's so many things happening against us, of course, that's when we highlight the fact that we are all alone. I'm all alone. And then secretly we say to ourselves, we pray that we might die, or we pray that God takes us out of this situation. Sometimes, sometimes the situation doesn't change and God doesn't take us out of the situation. Sometimes, okay, not all the time. But, but he provides the grace to go through it with his strength and that's his amazing power of grace and then if you look at verse 18 in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 18 God says as an answer he says yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel all whose knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him so there were many people who did not bow down to any idol there were many people who were very uh, firm about the faith in God, in Jehovah, that they did not do what everybody else was doing, like idol worshipping and things like that. Anyway, long story short, even if Elijah prayed that he might die, even if he said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life, we read in 2 Kings chapter 2, in verse 11, We see something that God does for Elijah, which we really don't see in the life of any other prophet in the Bible. It says in verse 11, Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them, that's Elisha and Elijah, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Now think about this chauffeur driven or rather horse driven chariot appears literally takes Elijah up into heaven. This is just a few chapters later where when he said he it is enough that he wants to die and he has a sob story and pouting and everything and then in spite of all that God feeds him. Chapters later we find that God literally takes him into heaven, right? Now the crux of the matter is this, the crux of today's podcast is this. Many times in our lives when we go through these dark periods, when we go through uh, sadness or sorrow or disappointment, all these things come up in everybody's life in different seasons. Of course it's not the same type of um, sadness or it may not be the same type of disappointment. But there is, definitely, definitely there are degrees of, you know, seasons in our lives where we feel really down and out. Now, despite Elijah saying all this, God encourages him. And if Elijah knew that he still had a ministry at that time, that he still had a ministry and that God cared for him and that God was going to send chariots of fire to literally take him to heaven... I don't think that he would have felt so down as he did that he would have been so afraid of Queen Jezebel. Many times when we don't know what our future is like, or we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, but we are just focusing on today and thinking, oh no, this is not good. This is enough. I can't take this. I can't do this anymore. I can't. I just can't do this anymore. That's when we don't realize that God loves us so much that he has a purpose for you and for me. No matter what we go through, no matter how dark the season is of our life, no matter how much of disappointment or sadness or sorrow we have, please understand something. God so loved the world that he gave us his beloved son, Jesus, to die on that cross for you and me, to give us hope for all eternity. And I believe that on this earth, when we, are, when we are living on this earth, definitely, 100%, there will be difficult situations. There will be circumstances which, are, which we don't even understand why it's happening. But one thing is for sure. Jesus has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So if any one of you have felt or you have prayed, I just want to die, I just want to leave, I can't do this anymore. You are relying on your own strength. Just like Elijah who kept on saying, I'm the only one left who did not bow down to Baal. He didn't know that God had reserved 7,000 people. So don't think you're alone. Jesus, Almighty God is with you. And he died so that you might have, you and me will have life and life everlasting. It is not just life for one day, two days, two years. No, it is life everlasting. Let us look at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's just shake off that viper of disappointment and sadness and sorrow and negativity and just focus on the amazing, amazing God who sent his amazing son to die for you and me. May God bless you. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I surrender each of my listeners in your hands. I don't know what they're going through, but you do know. You know exactly what each one is going through. I know, Lord Jesus, that sometimes we are so human. We just want to die. We just want to leave. We ask for forgiveness for not trusting in you and relying on your power and your strength. Help us, Jesus, to understand that you are there with us and that you understand and you are a compassionate God. You are so compassionate that you even care about our tummies and our tiredness. Help us to look at life with a new perspective that you have a purpose for each one of us and that you will fulfill that purpose through us. Thank you so much. I bless each of my listeners with your power, your glory, your goodness, your kindness, Lord. Everything, Lord Jesus, that they need from you, please provide it in abundance. Thank you so much, Jesus, for who you are. We love you, but you love us more and we thank you for that we surrender ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. If you want to contact me, you can at yahwehlives2 at gmail.com. That's Yahweh lives 2 at gmail.com. This is Elizabeth Matthew signing off. Take care. See you soon. Bye.